Futures podcast, Coffee with Craig and James. I am the editorial director of Channel Futures and Channel Partners, Craig Galbraith. Joining me, as always, our senior news editor, Mr. Anderson. Mr. James Anderson. James, how the heck are you? Craig, uh, I am doing all right, all things considered. I think anybody who's going to the big show next week is uh, wading through just an avalanche of emails and projects and just scrambling. But uh, it's a rush. It's a rush for sure. You got to love that. And you mentioned the show uh, coming up. You know what that makes this episode, right? Oh, my gosh. Is it the pre? Should I say it, Greg? Should I say yeah, it? I think you should do it. It's no, the- with reckless <laughs> abandon. Don't, don't, don't hold back. One it's the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand five feet away so I can say it really loud. It's the pre-show edition. <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. We we didn't want to blow out your mic. So uh, I believe in the last episode, you unplugged your mic uh, as part of our famous movie trailer. And that, that didn't go so well. Oh, dear. Yeah, I'm always getting into trouble with my equipment. All right, my man. So this is episode 111. I can't believe we've gotten that far. So the, the music in the background there is from the year 2011. And I do realize that we're only, what, 11, 12 episodes away from throwing this whole thing into a big state of flux and we'll we'll be trying to anticipate music from the next year and i, I just don't know what we're going to do about that it's got me a little stressed out yeah it's fine we'll move to just doing one podcast a year and that should help our workload <laughs> i think <laughs> yeah it'll be great for the workload too uh, i like that idea i like that yeah so uh a lot of things happening as you said emails projects getting ready for the big show how am I dealing with it, you ask? You didn't, but, uh, well, I don't know if you did or not. I wasn't listening. But you probably are wondering what's uh, what's going on with me. Craig, I'd love to know. You know, it's a very physically rigorous week ahead. And uh, we're walking a lot of places. Even for edit- editorial team, we're still looking at a lot of screens over the course of a day and a lot of social interaction. So yeah. how are you preparing for these physical demands? Yeah, so I think that's the biggest thing, right? What a lot of people probably don't realize is that we as editors, for the most part, are, you know, we're wordsmiths. We're we're people who enjoy spending time by ourselves, reading things, uh, editing things. So in essence, we are introverts. So when it comes to the big show, we've got to really be out there. We've got to turn ourselves into these extroverts that we we really aren't inside. But uh, it, it's uh, there's a certain joy in that of, of living someone else's life, if you will, uh, the life of an extrovert, which I think all introverts kind of secretly wish that they had that skill, but they do their best to push it out there in uh, four-day events like what we've got coming up. Yeah, you know, that's a good way to put it, Craig. And I think when you do something like go up on stage when you're not 
necessarily the public speaker type. I mean, that is particularly <laughs> rewarding. So it's something that's really worth getting a drink for afterward. So, Craig, how are you uh, how are you training for this training? Well, I've been I've been trying to eat a lot. Uh, that's one thing, sort of get my stomach ready, because, you know, every place you go, there's some food you can pick up. And of course, an adult beverage. Uh, I haven't been going too crazy there, though. Uh, I will <laughs> say that. I don't think that's something you really have to uh, train for. But, you know, other than that, uh, just looking forward to actually getting in a fair amount of exercise, which you can always do going from the conference center back to the hotel and to the different uh, events. Uh, and since I've been kind of stuck behind my desk and the computer a little extra leading up into the show, uh, this will actually hopefully spur me into some sort of an exercise or routine to actually get back into it a little bit. How about you? Well, Craig, I've decided uh, to go ahead and and give uh, pre-broken shins a try, you know, because, uh, you know, the shin splints are going to inevitably happen um, after Why we've not? We've walked, I don't know, I don't know how, I'm curious how many, how many miles we walk over the course of that week, especially me, who I often forgets things in his hotel room. So, <laughs> you know, 50, 60 miles over the course of a week. Oh, is, that, yeah. is that insane? At yeah. least, maybe 100. Yeah. So just embrace those shin splints before they even get there, you know, get ahead of the game. I like it. I like it. I, I will say, though, I think that people always, well, I know you're saying 50 or 60 miles, you're probably exaggerating a bit. I, I will say that people often do sort of exaggerate uh, that. I think we all kind of get into fancier shoes and the clothes, and it seems like it's a, a really long way between things. And, you know, it's Vegas, sure it is. But uh, I think that uh, you know, a few miles a day is possible. But, uh, you know, some people go a little crazy with those comparisons, it's like they're running a marathon or something. Right. I think you're right, Craig. It's it's the shoes because we dress up. We inform of folks. We we dress up. We we're pretty debonair in our getup because we we try to be good hosts who are kind of recognizable. You know, go to the person oh, yeah. in the the suit or the pantsuit or or what have you. So I think <laughs> I think it is like kind of like there is that I don't know. There's a gravitas to it that that makes you feel like you're walking farther. But uh, but it's great. It's it's wonderful. So Craig, it's a certain je ne sais quoi. I believe oh, that's where you were going with that. That's the word. Yeah, Genesico. Yeah, that one. Um, so, Craig. It's actually four words, but go ahead. Four words. So, Craig, <laughs> I, I'm wondering, have you ever been the victim of a stereotype? Uh, yeah, I would say probably. I mean, I'm sure that people look at me as a taller gentleman and think that I sort of have the world in the palm of my hands. But no, it is not true. I, I can relate to that, Craig. I mean, given how uh, muscular and masculine I am, uh, a lot of people just tend to assume that I really enjoy gladiator movies, and I've never really got that. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I totally see where you're going here. <laughs> so anyway, I was thinking. I was thinking about stereotypes, and I was thinking about channel partners, the Channel Partners Conference and Expo, and I was trying to think, like, what are the various flavors of people you meet at CP Expo. If you were to paint with a very broad and good-natured brush, <laughs> I want to walk you, Craig, through the five stereotypes of CP Expo attendees. I love this. Cue the uh, staying alive music, Travolta walking down the street. Oh, I love that. Okay, so, so before I do this, Craig, I just want to say this is all meant in good fun if you meet these stereotypes uh 
nothing much you need to change. Just uh, just be a good sport. I'm I'm many of these stereotypes, right? So it's all good in the Channel Partners Conference and Expo. It's all good. And if you yeah, and if you were offended by this segment, James.D.Anderson at Informa.com. Perfect, perfect. Stereotype number one, the sponge. What do you think this one is, Craig? Ooh, uh, I don't know. Is it somebody who like goes to every single conference and keynote session and has a look on their face like they're just absorbing everything? That's exactly it. This group is uh, maybe my favorite group because they're they're some of the most friendly folks to meet. Um, they're often a first-time attendee. Maybe they just uh, left the carrier side and they started their first agency. And they are here at the show to pick up the tricks of the trade. So they've brought their, they brought their notebook. They've set their alarms for the early keynotes. They filled out the expo hall bingo by the end of the first day. They showed up to the conference track with questions about the topic. And of course, they brought their business card. Well, that's spot on. I love that. I mean, that's certainly not uh, you. I mean, you struggle to roll out of bed in time to the keynote. So there you go. You're not, you're not wrong, Craig. Um <laughs> The social butterfly, number two. Now, this one is the life of the party, Craig. Their biggest challenge at at CP uh, Conference and Expo is making sure they can squeeze in all five social events on Wednesday night. They're the one that always knows where the next rooftop party is. and, And when you're at the party, they know how to connect you to other folks. These people are really fun to know and i hope everyone at cp expo has a social butterfly in their life oh i like that i like that but probably not somebody you want to connect with until it's you know late in the day wednesday or you could totally get lost there oh totally that that that'd be a wild ride um <laughs> I think we we know a few social butterflies right i mean i mean we've got some some great social butterflies uh at an at informa i mean there's some of the best people out there no doubt no doubt so here's another one, Craig. I I, I think I, I didn't really have a, a word for this until I really thought about it. But this one is the working professional. Hmm. Okay. I'm interested to hear what this one is. So uh, this person is attending the conference, any conference really, but they are always on the clock. Time is money and time stops for no mouse. So you'll find them on their laptop in the hallways furiously pounding away at their keyboard, uh, talking to someone very sternly in their AirPods, and then very uh, seriously staring off into space, or maybe even looking you in the eyes while they engage in their conversation, as if to say, as Brian Regan says, I'm making money right now. These people like to hustle, and more importantly, they want you to see that they're hustling. Do the work in the hotel? I don't think so. Oh man, that is, I, I just was sitting there listening to that and picturing that person. Absolutely. You, you, you hit that one spot on. And again, you know what? You're all welcome at CP Expo. We're all <laughs> hardworking professionals over here. Um, Love it. Number four, the subject matter expert. Now, subject matter expert. Yeah. Okay. What, 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 hit me yeah, what, what, where, where do you think this one's going? Where do you think this one's going? Um, uh, gosh, I don't know. Is it somebody who actively participates in conference sessions from the audience? 
Maybe, uh, is, that, is that where you were going? That's exactly it, Craig. This is the dude, and it's typically a dude um, that doesn't <laughs> understand why he wasn't asked to be on the panel of the conference track. Moderators, you might watch out for the for doing a Q&A session because they are going to take this one over. <laughs> they are probably deeply resentful that they weren't asked to be on the panel, and they're going to let you know. You know, that is just great. I mean, uh, there are definitely those folks out there, but we also encourage participation. So, you know, it's kind of a balance, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing worse than a dead Q&A, which I will say we very rarely get. We have some very uh, talkative uh, attendees, and I think that's I think it's terrific. But uh, subject matter expert, you know what? We're going to get you on that panel someday. I love that. I love that. What's your last one? Number five, the attender vendor. You know this one, Craig? Ooh, uh, no, I think you got me on this one. So this guy's company didn't book a booth at the expo hall because they've decided to go incognito. You know this guy, Craig? <laughs> okay, now I know where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> let's hear it. Armed with just an attendee badge, business cards, and the confidence of the starting high school quarterback on prom night, they go wherever the spirit leads. Break into the first time of reception? Don't mind if I do. Sneak into the agent peer group? Don't mind if I do. Just kidding, Craig. We don't have a first time of reception, and I'm going to be the bouncer for the peer group, so you better watch out, attender vendor. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, you, I mean... There are probably more stereotypes out there, but those five, I mean, probably just about everyone falls into at least one of those groups. Yeah, you know, forget Zodiac signs. What what uh, what, what CPX foe stereotype are you? <laughs> I'm the AV attender vendor. Uh, that's fantastic. Well done, my friend. Well done uh, with that. So look out for any of those stereotypes at the show coming up next week. All right, but enough about stereotypes or archetypes let's talk shop buddy and by shop of course i mean the conference Ooh, there is a lot to run through here craig let's put this on 1.5 talking speed here we go <laughs> listeners can check all of the exact times and locations by going to the agenda page of the cp expo site and we'll provide a link on the landing page of this podcast Oh, man, buddy, there's so much to talk about here. We're just going to get through some of the highlights. You know, it all starts with the Converge Meetup. That's where people in town ahead of the start of the MSP Summit on Monday can get together to network. That's happening Sunday night. And then bright and early next morning, the MSP Summit Conference starts with breakfast at 8.30 a.m. Highlights include a panel of MSP leaders on how they've been successful We'll also get a keynote from Danny Jenkins, CEO of ThreatLocker, our MSP Summit title sponsor, talking about zero trust. I love zero trust. It's one of my favorite security methodologies. How about you? Oh, my gosh. I mean, theme of theme of my life, right? <laughs> you betcha. All right. You know, Channel Partners is famous for its expo hall. We'll talk about that in a minute. But first, we have one on Monday and Tuesday just for the MSP Summit crowd. A chance for attendees to strike up convos with key vendors and build potential partnerships. Network away, my friends. Next, the MSP Summit keynotes and education sessions will continue throughout Monday and Tuesday. 
And then back up that truck to Monday night, the unofficial kickoff of CP Expo with the first ever Channel Partners 25th anniversary party. Yeah, okay, there's never going to be another 25th anniversary party, right? Because, you know, I don't think we're going to have another 25th, but maybe for the 26th, who knows? Anyway, that's all happening at Tau Nightclub. And as if that isn't enough good times, AppSmart will host an after party at the adjacent Tau Beach Day Club. I I do love the uh, methodology of going with the day one after the night one. I think that's, Mm. I, I like that from a marketing perspective. It's Vegas. It's not even confusing because you go from night to day, day to night. Uh, it all blends into one. That's right. Have fun, but don't stay out too late Monday night because the event kicks off in earnest Tuesday morning. Packed with keynotes and conference sessions for the next two days. Keynote highlights include a presentation from title sponsor T-Mobile. We'll also go inside the minds of some big time CIOs. Ooh, that should be a fantastic panel. Juice box, as you would say, my friend, juice box. Another one I'm looking forward to, uh, you and I, that's right. Craig and James will be on stage to discuss perhaps the hottest topic in the channel, all this private equity money flowing in, as well as the state of M&A. We're going to have a powerhouse panel of experts, including Tolera CEO Adam Edwards and our channel influencer of the year, Chris Trapp, CEO of Upstack. Now, there are far too many keynotes and conference sessions to rattle off right here, but one more to highlight is our panel of agents on the keynote stage on Wednesday. These folks are some of the cream of the crop of these entrepreneurial-minded partners, and they're going to share their various secrets to success. (laughs) I like it. And one more quick mention, James. We have participation from some huge names in the traditional IT space that are playing a bigger role this year. Channel leaders from Cisco, Dell, and IBM will all grace our keynote stage at some point during the event. With services now playing such a huge role in their businesses, partners of many ilks, if you will, should be interested. I mean, think of what Cisco is doing with collaboration these days, for example. I'm really excited for the participation from these companies. You're going to see some of them in the expo hall as well. Also worth noting is the launch of our agent and cybersecurity peer groups. That's right, peer groups. You have a chance to become a charter member of one or more of these groups. A charter member, a founding member. We're inviting partners who are interested in attending uh, not only to get more information, but to hear about some of the key topics affecting the respective agent and cybersecurity partner communities in these 35-minute sessions just requires an all-access pass or a conference session pass to attend. Of course, if you're going to the agent peer group, Craig, you better darn well be an agent. I'm the bouncer for that. But I digress. Uh, This is a great opportunity to uh, shape the direction of these groups for years to come. All right, what else? A lot more, but uh, there's just not enough space on the Internet to mention it all. Well, I mean, I think the Internet is is virtually limitless, not to sound like a nerd, Craig. I, I, it's a, it's an information superhighway, a vast cyberspace. Yeah, I figured I wouldn't get away with that one. Oh, one last thing. Of course, there are, are a vast plethora of giveaways in the Expo Hall and parties and happy hours lined up by various vendors, distributors, and tech solutions brokerages. Keep an eye out for that listing coming up later this week on Channel Futures. 
Oh, oh, oh. Continuing our tradition of fun, we just added famed magician Justin Willman to the agenda. He's the star and creator of the Netflix series Magic for Humans, and he'll hit the keynote stage on Wednesday afternoon. Ooh, that's going to be great following up our Penn and Teller presentation at the November show. More magic, more fun, more good times. The people demanded an encore, Craig. Of course, we would be remiss if we did not mention the vaunted, not haunted, it's not a haunted expo hall, but the vaunted <laughs> expo hall upon which people will traverse a path of networking and technology discovery. Oh, yeah. I mean, we mentioned it a couple of times briefly earlier, but we got to say 300 plus exhibitors and sponsors for this event. Uh, it's just going to create so many opportunities for partners to touch base with these great companies. In fact, 80 of them are what we define as first-time sponsors or exhibitors, meaning it's been at least three years since they participated in our show. So you're going to have plenty of opportunities to get in contact with them. And hey, what's the point here? We're doing business. We're getting signed up. We're making money. Oh, yeah. Well, they are. You and I aren't necessarily, but oh. you know. Uh, so, Craig, um, how do you feel about agents? Well, that's a pretty open-ended question. If you're talking about my insurance agent, I'm just kind of lukewarm on him. I'm talking more about the Matrix-type agent. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, curious, uh, but you, the, the channel partner agents, the, uh, the, the trusted advisors that are the lifeblood of the channel. Ah, oh, those guys, yeah. Well, Craig, you've asked me to uh, set set us up with more agent sources for this podcast, and I enlisted the help of my good friend Ashley to join us on this oh. episode. I'd be very interested to hear what Ashley has to say. So she is doing a really interesting initiative where she is helping train agents. So she she's created an online learning platform specifically dedicated to helping telecom and uh, technology advisory agent firms grow and scale their business. So she's launched an OP. Is that what you're telling me? An OP, OP online learning platform. Wait, I did. an OP, O-L-P. Yeah. That's perfect, Greg. Well, it's, you know, it's all about, uh, it's, uh, I don't know what it's all about. I it's just thought it came up with an acronym, and it sounded good. It's the channel. We make acronyms. It's You deserve to have your time in the sun making that acronym. That's good. <laughs> I like it. All right, then let's do it. Let's hear all about the OLP and uh, get Ashley in here. All right, friends. I'm really pleased to bring on to the show today Ashley Rowland. She is the founder of Recurring Rays and partner at Adaptive Advisors, and so she plays a, a dual role in the channel. On one hand, she runs a, uh, a technology advisory firm, an agency, and she has also built um, an education platform or a you know, training platform or curriculum for people that want to start a telecom agency business. So, Ashley, welcome to the show. Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you guys. Us too, us too. Ashley, it sounds like you've done more already in your career than I have in mine, and I'm pretty sure that uh, I've been around <laughs> a lot longer than you. I'm jealous. No way. I think I have a syndrome of executing too quickly. I think of an idea and I just go with it. My poor husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Deal with me. 
Well, tell us, uh, get set things up a little bit here, Ashley. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, those businesses you run that James started talking about. So my primary business is Adaptive Advisors. I'm a traditional channel partner or telecom agent. So I work with, obviously, you know what those that is. I don't have to explain that, but for anyone who doesn't know, I work directly with customers and I provide solutions from any of the hundreds of vendors out there. And then my passion project, my second business is Recurring Raise. And it is, just like James said, an education platform teaching people how to become telecom agents and how to scale their business. And I'm a mom and a wife, and I love to be outside, and I I like to smile a lot. Smiling's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do the next podcast on video. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ashley, I would love to know more about your agency business. So, I believe you came from the, uh, the vendor or the, or the carrier world. What brought you into the agent space and kind of what brings other people into the agent space? Yeah, so I spent eight and a half years at Comcast selling solutions um, just for them. And I'd always heard about telecom agents. In fact, I lost many deals to them over the years. And I, you know, was always interested in that recurring residual model where you you work with a customer and then you continue to get paid for the life of the agreement, not just one time, like I was being paid as a direct rep. I was making a good living at Comcast, but I knew that I didn't really want to work till I was 65. (laughs) I was just like, I could just make the same amount of money or I could take a big chance and, you know, take a financial hit for a few years and build an agency where, you know, I could control how much I make based on how many customers I work with. And I wanted that freedom. So, that's really what drove me to starting Adaptive Advisors. That's so awesome, Ashley, to make a bold move like that with your career and thinking about your future. A lot of people wouldn't uh, wouldn't be able to do that. So uh, I certainly applaud you for that. And just an aside, it, it's great again, James, to have uh, another one of your agent contacts here on the show to teach us a lot more about uh, agencies and, and this broker side of the, the partner channel. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, Ashley, so let's get into your education platform a little bit more about helping new or potential agents launch their businesses, you mentioned. So looking back for you, talk more about how you launched your agency, some of the challenges that came with that, and uh, where you looked for some guidance to get that off the ground. Yeah, so when we started, we definitely, you know, so we knew other people that that were agents. So we tried to model ourselves after the other people we knew that were agents. And we quickly found out that that wasn't the only way to do it. (laughs) I think a lot of times it's a little fuzzy because there are so many models out there. And I think we kind of started in in the wrong one, at least for us. One of the sexiest things about being an agent is you can sell for any provider. So one of the things that I did wrong at first was, you know, I wanted to try to learn about every vendor out there. And there was no shortage of vendors that wanted to meet with me. I think I got hit up like three or four times a week. You know, can I meet with you? Can I tell you about this? Can I tell you about that? So I would meet with pretty much any vendor that wanted to meet with me. So I was spending so much time trying to learn about each vendor. And it was costing me time that I should have been spending in the beginning, focusing on getting customers and, you know, building my own company's brand. So um, that was one of the major mistakes that I made. I also didn't realize 
you know, the options that were out there for me. I didn't realize how many TSBs were out there and how um, they really worked. I didn't realize that some people were just like middlemen to the TSB and, you know, what they were offering. So one of the things I learned quickly was that there actually are a lot of different ways to be an agent. If you're able to, you know, you can go full on, start your own brand like I did, get agreements with master agencies, or you could go work for another agent company where someone's actually giving you a salary. So you can actually become an agent. You can still get a salary. Someone will take a little cut of your commission, but that's an option as well. So all of these things I was learning as I was going and as I was talking to more and more agents, I realized that a lot of people would benefit from knowing this information. So that's where I was inspired to create Recurring Raise because it was surprising to me and surprising to my husband, who's a channel manager for one of the providers, that there were even very experienced agents out there who have been doing this for five years, 10 years, whatever, and they didn't know some simple things about how it works. For example, um, I remember my husband coming in one day and saying that one of his telecom agents that just sold a deal with him was like, okay, so does Intellisys know that I sold this deal with you? Like, they didn't know that they have to also let the TSB know that they just sold the deal. Like, just like really simple things. So I set out to correct that (laughs) to make it easier for people to learn how this business works and all the different options and of how to to do it and then most importantly how to get customers how to focus on what is going to help you be successful and scale your business quickly so that you can succeed and you don't have to go back to corporate america i love that this is kind of a silly aside but what what is it like for an agent and a channel manager to live together. Like, how is that? Is that like a little like reflection of the industry? Like, what's that like? You know, it's been great, really. Um, I think my husband is my husband is like the best of the best. He's sneaky because he's super smart. He has an engineering background and kind of ra- randomly ended up in a channel manager role, but he knows how to sell. So it's it's fantastic because not that we're just nerds and don't have anything else to talk about, but we talk about work all the time. Uh, we met at Comcast, so we can always started and work together. But it's cool just to reflect on, you know, and we, we're like, you know, this channel manager at this company was amazing, or he'll tell me like other, you know, agents that he works with and what they're doing. So it's fantastic to, for both of us to get perspectives from each other and really just make each other better. Got to insert the sound effect here. Oh. <laughs> Right? I love it. A little <laughs> heart symbol and making those heart symbols. <laughs> so, Ashley, you uh, spoke with me uh, earlier this year, it was, maybe it was last year, about the three mistakes that all new agents make. And this this is part of Recurring Raise. This is one of the portals. Do you mind sharing a, a couple of those that, that yeah. you think really stand out as something the new agent owner, they, they tend to do? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mentioned earlier just meeting with too many vendors. That's a big mistake. I think that what people should be focusing their time on is their customers. Because if you don't get customers, then you're not going to make money, right? And if you don't make money, then your business won't succeed. So spend very little time meeting with vendors. I don't think vendors are going to want to hear me say that. Additionally, I think one of the most important decisions that you can make as a new agent is what TSB, Technology Solutions Brokerage, to partner with. If you end up with one or a few that don't kind of fit your exact needs, then um, 
you know, it can definitely cost you. It can cost you money and it can cost you time. So I think it's really important. And and just so you know, I don't think that there's like one best one. I think there's a best one for me and a best one for someone else. And everyone has different needs as an agent. But um, I think it's important to figure out what's, what is important to you. What kind of business do you do? And then interview several different TSBs before you decide who you work with. So it, one of the things I have in the course, I have interview questions. I have um, negotiation strategies because if you come in um, negotiating, then it, it's possible that you're going to get a better deal. And then the last mistake that that I made, and I don't know if everybody makes this, but I tried to grow before I was ready to grow. So rather than focus on getting my monthly recurring revenue up, I said, hey, I could probably do this faster if I have more people on my team. So I tried to hire people to come in and cold call for adaptive advisors for my for my agency. And um, it just didn't work because I ended up spending so much time working with them that I wasn't selling my own deals. And, you know, I wasn't really picky with who I brought on. They didn't have to have any telecom experience. I was like, it's okay. You're just going to make cold calls. But I think for me, you know, it, it, I wasn't hands-on enough. You know, I was like, okay, just go make some calls and and we're good. And, you know, using my phone system, I saw that only like three out of the 11 people I brought on even made any calls. <laughs> so, you know, they're just like, yeah, I want to do this job. And they did like actually didn't do the job. Right. So I think if I were to do it over, I would just focus on getting my revenue up before I grew and before I brought anyone on so that I could be much pickier with who I brought on. That is such great advice, Ashley. It's hard to find good help these days, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you would know, wouldn't you, Craig? <laughs> oh, I, I just tried. <laughs> that was a good singer. I'm going to I'm gonna say that was aimed at James and not try and overanalyze that. Um, <laughs> But uh, kudos to you also, too, for uh, adopting the uh, new terminology there. It's flowing right off your tongue. Technology solutions, brokerages, TSBs is going to take uh, partners like yourself to uh, sort of get that yes. brained in the community. So uh, uh, thank you for that. So, Ashley, let's uh, that's kind of a broad question, but let's uh, put pull out your crystal ball. And tell us uh, where you see the channel going in the coming coming years. Sort of the trends uh, you're looking at. Uh, what what should people know from the Ashley perspective? <laughs> well, you should ask Jay McBain. I'm sure you have. <laughs> I cannot confirm nor deny that. From the Ashley perspective, I see the channel as an amazing place to be, and you know, an even better place to be in the future because it seems like we get more and more vendors every single year and more vendors equals more opportunity, more things to sell. And what's cool is, you know, you might start off with a customer of yours and, you know, you sell them something like internet. Well, also they are, they have voice needs, they have cloud needs, they have maybe technology um, expense management needs, maybe mobile needs. So, you know, there are so many different things that you can penetrate um, your existing customers with. And I just think it's growing and growing and growing. And um, as the channel becomes more successful, vendors will focus more on the channel. So I love seeing people be successful in the channel because when one of my peers wins, I feel like we all win because they grow, it grows. <laughs> 
that's where I see. I think it's a great place to be, and I think it's growing, and I think that's a good thing. And I don't feel any, like, scarcity mindset or competition. I just, I think we all win when we win together. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a small group, but I think it's definitely a growing group of of, uh, of agents who do have that in mind of, of no scarcity, you know? And there's, totally. there's something for us all to share. And um, so very grateful for you uh, you taking that step out and, and being willing to be that resource for people. It's pretty cool. Thanks. It's it's my pleasure, honestly. I love it. Well, thanks so much, Ashley. Uh, we hope to have you on the podcast some other time uh, f- for now. Thanks for joining and, and have a great day. Yeah, thanks, thank Ashley. you, guys. I'll be happy to join anytime, be a resource anytime. So I appreciate you guys so much, and I love what you do. I think that you guys are a, the best source for people, especially people that are new to the channel and to learn about it. I think ch- there's no better place than Channel Futures. That is so nice of you. Cue the, <laughs> cue the sound effect again. Oh. All right, James. Once again, great to uh, touch base with the agent community and, and hear what Ashley is doing with that online learning platform. Extremely cool. Now, if I'm not mistaken, a you, uh, I think we mentioned it on a previous edition of this podcast, but this sucker is picking up steam. I'm talking about this project that you're doing with the help of the rest of our team and uh, hopefully some from the vendor and TSB community. Talking about this Channel Partners 101. Give me the lowdown. Give me the 101 or give me the 411. 411 on the 101. That leaves 310 left if we're doing the subtraction, I think. Oh, or are we adding? Quick work, yeah. Are we adding it and getting 512? I'm not sure. In any case, the CP101, uh, it is the industry's first agent-only awards program. So, Craig, we are going to rank the 101 fastest-growing and most influential agencies in the world we're gonna do it it's insane that we're trying it's very ambitious but we are going for it sir you know the last time they made a list of 101 it was dalmatian so you gotta you gotta top that that was pretty good oh my gosh i have to go up against glenn close (laughs) i love how you pick the most recent reference in the long history of the dalmatians being a, a young whippersnapper that you are well, I don't know the names of the voice actors. I mean, I love that movie. Those were great. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Glenn Close is iconic. <laughs> Jeff Daniels. Yes. Sorry. Jeff Daniels, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and I love Glenn Close. Nothing against her. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So the CP101, this is going to be a great uh, project. Time. Yeah. So, James, I'm really excited about this uh, ranking. We're going to see, uh, as you mentioned, it's really the only program of its kind for agents uh, in the channel community. So for them to get listed, it's gonna mean a lot to make that 101. And and I'm looking forward to seeing that roll out later this year. Yeah, it's like, why do all these other partner types get to have all the fun? I think it's time. I think it's time for the agents and you know, more people are paying attention to this space than ever as a result of a lot of private equity. And so that really lines up with us saying, you know, we haven't done this yet. And I mean, I, I highly encourage you to, uh, to check it out, uh, check out the link on this page and, uh, otherwise, uh, reach out to me, uh, either on LinkedIn or james.d.anderson at informa.com. Love that. Love that. Of course we do also have 
even though we're talking about being the time for agents, we also have our MSP 501 awards and application process uh, well underway, just like the CP 101 is. So if you want to be ranked among the top 501 managed service providers in the entire world, uh, be sure to check that out. We'll put a link to the application on the landing page of this podcast. Can't believe how many applications are already pouring in for this 2022 edition. You're going to want to put your name in the ring to make this list. Yeah, I think it's it, it is going to be bigger than ever, and I'm I'm pretty intrigued to see what new types of companies make it onto the list, um, what other heavy hitters join this time around and just kind of how it shakes up and see if the winners can retain their place. See if, uh, if anyone's going to knock them off the top pedestal, very intrigued as well as for uh, some of those special awards that are associated with that. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us uh, for this pre show edition. Uh, if you'd like to check out the archive of coffee with Craig and James, you can go just about anywhere you get your podcast these days. Of course, we'd love it. If you check us out on the, website <laughs> channelfutures.com glad you backed away from the mic for that one too thank you uh thanks for joining us everybody we really look forward to seeing you at the channel partners conference on expo and co-located msp summit next week ciao for now goodbye my friends Learning the world.